0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Winging It podcast. I'm Lucy Hitchcock, founder, podcast host, rosé lover, and dog mum. After I discovered the London agency life and corporate world made me severely unhappy, I left my nine to five job in 2015 and founded my own digital marketing agency, Sassy Digital. After carving out my own career path, I found that lots of others were reaching out to me on Instagram asking how I'd managed to create my dream career and have a life that I love because of it. So, the Winging It podcast was born. I want to help business babes and career women all over the world do the same as me and have a career that makes them happy, whether that's working for someone else or starting your own business. In 2020, during a global pandemic, I founded my second business, Partner & Wine, after discovering that I had nothing to keep my beloved rose cool on the go while having socially distanced drinks with my friends. I created the Partner in Wine, an insulated bottle shaped like a wine bottle that holds a full bottle of wine, keeps it cool for up to 24 hours in the summer and warm for up to 12 hours in the winter. You're listening to series four. This series, I'm going through each and every step that I took that has made Partner in Wine the success that it is today. Just six months after launch, not only have we had a sellout Christmas, we've now moved into a fulfillment center to keep up with demand. We've been featured in several publications such as The Daily Mail, Good Housekeeping Magazine, The Sun and The Mirror. We've collaborated with my all-time favorite rosé brand, Mirabu, and we have had some really, really exciting developments, which I will share with you throughout 2021. So in this series, let's learn how to successfully bring a product to market. This series is for everyone, whether you're thinking about launching, you've already got a product out there and you want to emulate this success, or you're just interested to see what it takes to bring an idea to life. Now let's get into today's episode. So today I'm joined by Becky. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Becky works with us at Sassy Digital, amongst having many other amazing qualities. Oh, thank you. So, Becky, introduce yourself, please, and tell us what you do. Have you rehearsed this? (laughs) No, I haven't, but I can wing it. That's fine. That's the the spirit of it. (laughs) That's the aim of the game.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I'm Becky, I'm 22, and I go to Bournemouth University. I study media production, and I'm in my final year. I took a placement year out last year and I worked with Lucy as her digital marketing assistant, along with so many other roles. That was just kind of like the role we called it. And yeah, now I'm doing one day a week as I go through my final year. And then hopefully Lucy will want me back one day I finish Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, that's me. I like doing the more graphic stuff as we've found out through lots of design work that's been kind of like my favorite bit to do.
0: You are fabita and actually it's one of those things like and I mean I've said this to you before but I'm just going to say it on the record on the podcast mm-hmm. that now Becky's back at uni and she's doing that one day a week clients will email and be like oh can you do this and I'm like yeah yeah sure I'll just do it today and they're like uh when's Becky working and I'm like um not today and they're like okay well i'll just wait for for becky to work because i (laughs) I really want becky to do it not you and i'm like oh oh yeah okay cool yeah that's fine
1: yeah i literally don't know what to say i'm like oh thank you but also that's so sweet like (laughs) I mean, to be fair,
0: I'm not the best at doing that sort of stuff anyway, so I probably should leave it to the pro.
1: You're the copyright queen. That's what we call you. Yeah. Amongst other skills, of course. you know
0: what? I actually rewrote an about page for a client's website yesterday, and I did think that my second career should be a copywriter. (laughs) It should. It really should. Yeah, I really think I just smashed it. Speaking of websites... Yeah. The reason... I asked Becky to come on the podcast today, which, you know, I guess this is an unusual episode because like you're just someone I work with and someone that I know and Mm -hmm. one of my friends. And usually I get people from Instagram on the podcast, but Becky helps a lot with building websites and like making sure that the design is right and all the assets and everything that we have that go on the website look good visually. And one of the things that's obviously most important when you're starting a business is starting a website in order to sell your product, which is exactly what we did with Partner and Wine in order to sell them because I didn't really fancy doing it on like not on the high street or Etsy or just through Instagram because I feel like you should always have your own sort of shop as it were. So yeah, I thought it was good to get Becky on the podcast today because we can kind of have a little discussion about websites Mm -hmm. because one of the main things that we do at Sassy is we build e-commerce websites. So I guess a good place might be to start, Becky, is that people always ask us what's better to build your website on and then people will say to me Wix, Squarespace, Shopify, WordPress, which there's a lot of things in that equation. going to instantly just say Wix is a no from me.
1: <laughs> it's
0: just a no-go. I agree. Have you ever built a website on Wix?
1: Yeah, I actually built my um, personal portfolio on there and I just hated it. I know it's free, but it just, it shows, I think. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best. It's probably a really good starting point for some people, but I think if you want it to look professional, it's maybe not your best option.
0: Do you know what? I actually really agree with that. And I think one of the great things about all these website builders like Wix and Squarespace, I mean, there's probably more than that, Mm. is that literally anyone can start a business, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's so easy to now and you can kind of put everything in and make it look your own style and really customize it, which is so good.
0: Yeah, it is. I guess it is a good starting point, but then we move on to things like Squarespace and Shopify, which are just totally different ball game because so Hmm. we actually build most of our websites on Squarespace or Shopify dependent on what the business is. And do you know what the differences are, Becky?
1: I know a few of the differences. I would say if you're trying to sell a lot of products, you want to be on Shopify because they're e-commerce. What am I trying to say? (laughs)
0: you're trying to say that it's more like geared towards e-commerce basically yeah exactly but
1: whereas if you're maybe more of a service-based business then you might want to move over to squarespace because it's a lot easier to design in that way
0: yeah the templates on squarespace are also more flexible so for example Mm -hmm. you built our sassy website on squarespace
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think it looks amazing. And it's so easy to kind of customize when we need to change it. Whereas I feel like Shopify is a bit more difficult in that respect, but it's so much better for e-commerce.
0: Yeah, it is. There's loads of apps and stuff that you can use on Shopify. I think Squarespace is trying to get better. But in terms Mm -hmm. of, for example, if if people have fulfillment centers and stuff like that, you are going to need a Shopify website because you won't be able to connect your fulfillment centers API, which is basically how you share data with your fulfillment center about the orders that you have coming in. So obviously, as the business grows, if you are going to start with something like Wix or Squarespace, as your business grows, it's better to sort of move on to things like Shopify and WordPress that have a bit more advanced capabilities, I guess.
1: I mean, we do have on the Sassy Digital website, we do have some products on there, which are more like digital products. And that works fine for us because obviously we don't need a fulfillment center or anything. Yeah. And it does like
0: downloads and stuff and that works perfectly. Yeah, that does work really well, to be fair. I think if you are going to have a service business that has products on there, but that's not the main sort of source of your business, I think Squarespace is a really good option for that just because we wouldn't be able to have like all of the designed pages that we have on the sassy website we wouldn't be able to have all of those on shopify
1: yeah definitely and i think it's so easy to put together and make everything link up and the design i think's a lot easier to cope with to just tweak little things whereas i find shopify if you're trying to tweak things i find it quite difficult to work around
0: yeah sometimes depending on what template as well Mm. you have to like try and work out where the content actually is
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a lot less streamlined, I think.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. So with that in mind, moving on to WordPress, which is something we were actually just talking about. WordPress is more for like, if you want something that's completely bespoke, that no one else has, WordPress is your best bet. The only thing is, the reason I mentioned this last is because this is the most expensive way to build a website. So it's completely possible, and we do do this for clients Not that regularly, but you know, some clients come to us with WordPress websites and we can manipulate them and edit them and stuff like that. But in terms of the cost of actually doing that, it's way, way more than building something on Squarespace and Shopify, which I would say mid range websites.
1: Yeah. And it's also quite a complicated setup, I think. And it's really difficult to get your head around personally. Like when I've gone in WordPress, I would say is the one that I'm least comfortable with just because it's the way it's set up is really confusing to get your head around.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things if you're not very tech savvy, WordPress is just, you know, if you're happy to pay someone else to update your website and manage it and all of that sort of stuff, 100% go with WordPress. Yeah. But if you want to try and do it yourself, it's just not going to be as easy unless you have like Show It or, you know, something that is built on so that you can edit all the text. But even then, I mean, I've tried to do websites like that on WordPress. And this, the logging in and editing, I'm just like, this is too complicated. I can't do it. Yeah.
1: And like, you're quite tech savvy. So if you can't do it, then none of us have a chance. (laughs) If you can't do it, no one can. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Whereas like Squarespace, (laughs) even if someone else built it for you, you could probably go in and, you know, have a fiddle around with the text and the way things look. Yeah. Just to update it every now and again. Whereas I think with WordPress, that might be really quite difficult.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I agree. So I suppose because this series is about launching a product, maybe we should focus more on Shopify today Mm -hmm. just because I feel like, well, that's what we use with Partner Wine and that's what I would use for any clients that came to us to do e-com. So first of all, I think the kind of starting point once you've decided what you're actually going to build your website on would be to work out what template you're going to use. Have you ever helped me with working out what template is best to use?
1: No, <laughs> I'm normally not
0: involved in the right at the beginning with the templates. Okay, well, I will take the lead on this one then. Mm-hmm. So when looking for a template, there's a few things that we ask clients and you do get involved with this part is in terms of we have a consultation with clients and we say like, what kind of websites do you like the look of? And we'll get sort of a list of websites and we say to people, What websites do you like the look of? And what specifically about those websites do you like? And when we're looking at website design, I try to get people not to focus too much on the actual design of the website, because design features can be changed. That's just sort of simple, what we call CSS, which is basically, you know, colors, text, and, you know, the way that things generally look. But the more difficult thing is the features of a website. So, When I say features, I mean things specifically like if you go onto a product page on your favorite website, do they have like accordions, so like plus and minus of things like delivery and care, product details, all of that sort of stuff. We're looking for actual features like that, you know, pop-ups, how a footer looks, how you can categorize your products on your main collections page, all of those sorts of things. I think those are the things that people need to look at before they decide on a template.
1: I think that's quite an important point because I think a lot of people who maybe aren't digitally focused or maybe digitally turned on the the way that they notice things like that, I would never go onto a website and look at those kind of features. I think often you just look, oh, I like that color or I like that style. And you don't look at the actual building blocks of the website that are important, like those little things. So I think it's good to
0: point that out. Yeah, it's so true. And also, I mean, some people that I've worked with or, you know, just spoken to generally will say to me that they've wasted hundreds and hundreds of pounds buying different Shopify templates because they get sidetracked by the way that it looks and then realize that it doesn't actually do everything they want it to do. So they end up then having to pay to find apps that will do that for them and then to set it up and then to pay the subscription on that app. So, you know, changing design features is possible using apps or paying someone to code it for you. But then that's just an additional cost that, you know, sometimes we just don't have, especially when you're starting a business. So I guess a good tip for that actually would be that once you started your Shopify store, you can try out the templates without actually having to pay for it. And you can sort of start to build like a homepage. You can build a product page and you can see whether it might suit the sort of style that you're going for and you can test those out and obviously if you do like it then you can go ahead and pay for it but I wouldn't pay for anything that you haven't actually trialed out
1: yeah because you don't want to end up spending all of that extra money when you're trying to build your website like that's the last
0: thing you want to be doing yeah literally So yeah, once you found a template, then you can get going, which is really exciting. So I guess then the second thing that we look at is the actual structure of the website. And this is another task for when you're doing your research and looking at websites that you like and websites that you don't like, is looking at the actual structure of a website and saying, what do all e-commerce websites have in common that I like? And We're not talking about things like ASOS because obviously they have like hundreds of thousands of products. So obviously like they have so many different types of navigation along the top. And when you hit their website, you'll have along the top like, you know, tops, bottoms, dresses, bikinis, blah, 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 all along the top or, you know, wherever it is. But when you're starting out, realistically, you're going to have under, well, maybe five to 10 products, if that. So in terms of the products that you'll have, you won't be able to categorize them like that because you probably won't have all of those products. So I like looking at small business websites and saying, okay, what do these things have in common and how can I tell my own story of my business through that? So most of the time we have home, about, shop, maybe blog and contact.
1: Yeah, those are kind of the building blocks, aren't
0: they? Yeah. And I think start small and go from there because you don't want to overcomplicate it. Mm, definitely. And then, in terms of designing the homepage, what do I always say is the best way to build a homepage? Do you know what I'm going to say?
1: Yeah, I do. You have like a section for each of those different pages. <laughs> yeah. The of times Lucy has told me that.
0: <laughs> Literally say it all the time. So your homepage should basically be a reflection of your navigation. So you'll have, apart from obviously the first big sort of hero banner image, you want people to land on your homepage and know exactly what it is that you do. And I see this mistake time and time again. Mm. And do you know when it really irritates me is when I'm going to one specific client of ours has a blog where they recommend lots of small businesses. And sometimes they'll say, can you go onto this website and write one about this? And I will go onto the website and there's such a variety of products or it's not totally clear exactly what it is summed up in one sentence. And I'm like, I can't work out what this is. So how am I going to write about it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to kind of have like a set idea
0: and then so that people know exactly what they're getting into when they click on that page. Exactly. So like with the image, it will show your product is or obviously, I guess we're talking more about products. But if you are a service based business, it should say exactly what it is that you do. And just to give an example of this on Sassy Digital, I do practice what I preach we have like a main hero image of three websites on mobile. And then it says no nonsense, digital marketing, website design and branding for all businesses. So that you land on the page, and you're like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Amazing. Where do we go from here? And then on partner and wine on the website we have, well, I think this is relevant. Do you think this is relevant? Yeah. It says making socially distanced drinks a walk in the park every season. And it has a picture of the two tumblers cheersing with a friend. And then you can scroll down and then it says exactly what it is that the partner and wine bottle and tumblers are.
1: Yeah. It's so funny since you introduced me to actually breaking down websites and looking at like initial homepage and how you might navigate it. When I go onto websites now, I like look. And I pick up on it if they're not telling me exactly what they do or they're not kind of organizing their homepage in that way. It's so funny. Like now Sad I just see life it. that I live. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: I'm also the font queen like that. I'll go like down, well, not recently, but like I'll go down to the tube and I'll be like, I can't believe they've used that font. Everyone uses that font.
1: <laughs> I've actually seen you do that before and you can pick up. You're like, oh yeah, that font.
0: <laughs> and just to reference the particular font that I'm talking about, it's called Just lovely and please do not use it everyone uses it 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 really really grates on me the first time I saw it I was like oh that's so nice and then everyone uses it and I now I'm just like I can't I can't even look at it
1: it's because it's free on Canva that's why everyone's like oh look a nice free
0: font on Canva no it's uploaded to our Canva for a client is it yeah
1: oh I thought it was free no, oh, it's not. On
0: it. <laughs> no, it's it's paid for. I think it's like twenty quid or something, but yeah. Oh. Anyway, not that I'm promoting it, but it's not free on Canvas, so don't use it.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, getting that completely wrong.
0: Yeah, well, I mean we have loads of fonts on Canvas, so maybe that's why.
1: Yeah, I get a bit confused.
0: <laughs> so yeah, well, just a note on fonts there. Don't use that on your website because mm-hmm. I will notice it and pick up on it. So yeah, just going back to like obviously the messaging on the homepage. So usually we would say the layout would be a banner with a description. And then below that, it should be a little bit about you and about the business and the link to go off to your about page. And then below that, you can start to show off your products and have your collections. And obviously it totally depends how many products you have. I mean, we've built websites for clients that only have one product. So that's slightly less relevant on the homepage, but to obviously have like a scrolling collections sort of thing, sometimes we will just have one product and that should really be the top front and center because, you know, you are only selling one thing. But in terms of like the partner and wine website you can see that it follows the navigation it just says making socially distant drinks or walk in the park and then it says about partner and wine it has like the benefits of it so 24 hours hot 12 hours cold holds a full bottle of wine no spills bpa free and then obviously we have the products which is your shop section um i've actually switched this up slightly just to move all to the shop page And then we have about at the bottom, which says a story with a very cool ending, (laughs) which goes to the about page because we literally only have home, about, shop. And there's no contact because I don't want people to email me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You get enough emails as it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There is a contact page, but it's in the footer. I don't think it's really that relevant for e-commerce websites to have contact in the main title. But if you're on e-commerce website and you have a brick and mortar store, then like absolutely you should be. Yeah, and then you can put a little map in there or something. Exactly. The only thing I do think having a contact page is really handy for is, for example, on our contact page, we have like the general customer services inquiries email and then there's a press and PR email, which is quite important because we are starting to get press inquiries, which is cool. Very interesting. So you need to know where to direct those inquiries and don't direct them at me because I want someone else with this professional in that field to deal with them.
1: Yeah, and you can also put like, in case you don't want loads of people to contact you, you could also put your FAQs there as well to stop people, you know, just emailing you with the same questions. You could always just include one or two FAQs
0: on your contact page. That is a great idea.
1: Thank you. And one
0: that I don't have. That's a really good idea, actually.
1: You do have FAQs somewhere.
0: Yeah, there's a whole FAQs page, actually.
1: Ah, oh, there we go. But yeah, that might be a little idea in case of getting repeat emails about the same thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. But then
1: also, if people are emailing you about the same thing, maybe that shows that it's not something that you're explaining clear enough on your website.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And obviously, don't put on your homepage details about it. so if you look in the footer of the partner and wine website we have all like the necessary legal pages like privacy terms of service cookies policy but we also have like delivery returns and faqs because those are the sorts of things that people will always look for in your footer
1: mm-hmm.
0: definitely so yeah obviously don't put those on your home page because your home page is basically your digital shop front it's like your shop window
1: oh i've never thought about it like that but i really like that
0: yeah, I was thinking about it like that. Yeah, that's really nice. Just like the first thing people see and they're like, oh, look at that product. It's like if you pop into a local boutique and, you know, the owner welcomes you with warm arms. That's what it should be like.
1: Oh, that's such a nice image. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you imagine me running a shop?
1: Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> at the sassy shop. The partner of wine store. Oh, my gosh. I'd have a wine fountain right in the middle. Like all wine glasses stacked up yeah and rosé coming out the top
1: <gasps> that is so bougie I love it literally that needs to happen
0: yeah the entry requirements are that you have a glass of wine
1: yeah walk through the door be handed the glass of wine love it oh that would be incredible
0: by a gorgeous man
1: yeah a gorgeous and man you can yep. just
0: stand by the door with a tray of wine oh the ultimate experience this needs to happen 100 percent. yeah let's manifest <laughs> that one let's manifest it so we've talked about the home page mm-hmm. amazing love it and we've talked about policy pages and i think the next thing to probably talk about is imagery ah uh, yes the most important thing i think the most important thing i tell you what when clients get in touch with us and say they're having a photo shoot and I'm like, this is music to my ears because we can then be in control of what images they take for the website. If someone's already had a photo shoot, they'll send us images that are landscape and we're like, oh, the thing is, is your laptop computer screens, not landscape. So no, do, I mean portrait. I mean portrait. I was thinking, I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry. They send us portrait images and we're like, oh, okay. Right. Cause you don't consume content on your computer when it's portrait so it's one of those things that obviously you do for mobile but I always say to people for every like hero image that you get in portrait make sure you get it in landscape too 100% because then it just
1: makes such a good banner image otherwise you're going to end up cropping your photos
0: things are going to get cropped out it's just a bit of a disaster really yeah and I also think people are very much visual they like to see pictures they don't like to do too much reading hundred percent unless they want to find out specific information well, actually do you know what even then they don't because the amount of questions we get through that I'm like yeah that information is actually on the website but <laughs> I'll tell you anyway because I'm nice like that so I just think it's good to have a mix of it's definitely good to have banner images but it's also good to have a mix of e-com and lifestyle images for use on like your about page or obviously your home page you want lifestyle images you don't just want like white background photos mm. Interesting fact don't know if I've told you this, but Long. since I changed all the product images to the e photos with the packaging and the bottle, sales have been better. Really? That's yeah. actually
1: really interesting because I wouldn't have expected that, but clearly something's working.
0: Yeah, but do you know what I think it is? I think it's because the packaging makes it such a nice gift.
1: Yeah, that's true. Actually, the packaging kind of comes as a it's part of it. Yeah, I agree. It kind of makes it a really luxury product and I love
0: it. Yeah, it does. Otherwise it's just like, okay, it's a bottle. So what does it come in and how am I going to like receive it? And I think people want to know that. I don't have it for the limited edition tumblers, which is sad, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So just making sure that you get a mixture of those. And that unfortunately might mean you have to do a lifestyle shoot and an com shoot. But at the end of the day, I just think products are what sells it. So that is one area. And I've spoken about this with Lydia. I don't know if that episode will be after this or before, but spoke about it with Lydia, how much photography can actually sell a product and especially on your website.
1: I mean, it really can, especially if the photos look really professional and if the product's looking good in the photos. I think as well, when you're taking photos, if you do your own photo shoot or something, try and make sure the colors in the background, maybe match the colors that you want for your brand because if you're going to be using the photos, you don't want loads of different colors that might kind of mess up the look of the website. So maybe that's something to bear in mind when taking them.
0: Yeah, I think that's really true. I also think it depends on the time of year as well, doesn't it? Because my partner of mine started off and it was like very much like summer vibes, but now we've moved into more winter vibes. So we were going with like beige colors, but now I've moved into like winter. We've just done a shoot in Bushy Park, which had I didn't even think about this, but like all the reeds that were in the background are sort of like a yellowy brown. So it did actually kind of match.
1: Yeah. And I think that works really well then because you've got the kind of beige color on the website and it all just ties in together. Whereas sometimes if we get sent photos, they've got really random colors in them and it just doesn't really match. So I think, yeah, it's, it's really important to think about that.
0: Oh God, if you have mismatched images on a website, it just makes life so difficult.
1: Mm. And this is a given, but make sure your images are high quality because blurry images are just not the one.
0: (laughs) They are not the one.
1: So they try and get them as good quality as possible.
0: I always like to say your website is only as good as the images that you put on them because I mean, we've built websites for people before where the images haven't been great and they're like, mm, there's something not quite right about this. And I'm like, yeah, it's your the photos. Images.
1: <laughs>
0: Trust me on this one.
1: Yeah, just when we've built websites and we've used images that are not great, you just don't get the same kind of spark from the website. The images do just 100% make it. And I mean, you can use stock images, but again, it just doesn't give the kind of uniqueness that you need and it won't catch people's attention as well. I mean, occasionally we do use stock photos like in the background or to supplement other photos, but I would try and keep them to a minimum and try and use your own original photography.
0: If clients said to us, please, can you also do a photo shoot for it? That would be like my dream scenario. 100%. Because then we'd be like in control of the whole thing. Mm. And then I know what the outcome of the website would be. Whereas like when I leave it up to clients, I'm kind of like, oh, what are they going to send me? Like, I'm actually quite nervous about this.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And as well, like if you're thinking about, oh, you know, a photo shoot just for the website is quite time consuming. All of those photos you could then use on your socials as well. So it's like double content.
0: Dual purpose content. Love it. Saving money and time. Exactly. So once you've got your imagery sorted out, then it's time to start thinking about the language and what you're actually going to say about your products and say about your business. So obviously you might've had to think about the layout. So we've got home about shop, which means that you'll need text for your homepage. You'll need a story for your about page, and then you'll obviously need product titles and descriptions on your product pages. And although obviously I do do this sometimes for clients, I would actually really suggest working with a copywriter. And there is going to be another episode with Charlotte from Media Lux. Again, not sure if that's going to be out before or after this. I probably should have checked that, but I'm sure we'll touch more on it in that episode on obviously the right kind of language to use and stuff like that. Because personally, I would suggest working with a copywriter who's experienced in e-com just because they know exactly what it is that needs to be written and they'll often include keywords. So Charlotte from Media Lux wrote all the copy for the Partner & Wine website and the packaging. And it just means that everything is very like clear and concise and it's the same across every form of media.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it really shows in the
0: text. It's perfect. <laughs> I mean, I thought I did a good job of writing the description, You do good. And then I sent, it, I sent <laughs> it to Charlotte and then she sent it back and I was like, wow, I'm really not because I thought I was. <laughs> but then I think it's different when you're writing about your own business versus writing about someone else's business.
1: Yeah, because you can kind of look objectively. But yeah, I think if that's somewhere you're thinking about investing, I think that would be a really good touch because
0: it really makes such a difference. Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, talking to people on social media is a different thing. But what I often find is that some businesses, the tone of voice they use on their website versus everywhere else is just so different. Mm which is why it's important to work with a copywriter that shares the same vision as you. Because for example, the copy that we use on Partner in Wine is very cheeky. And I would write like that on our Partner in Wine social media anyway. So everything does match and nothing's disjointed. And obviously that goes for everything. That goes for the copy, that goes for the imagery. But you really do, I think, want to make sure that your website sort of dictates that tone of voice and the way that everything looks on everything else.
1: Yeah. And you just really want to like mirror it across so that the brand identity stays exactly the same.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It. What's your sort of like go to tip or like mistake that you see people making websites? I've got one already. I've just thought of it. Do you have one?
1: Yes, I've got one or two.
0: Do you want to go first, just in case it's the same as mine? Because Yeah. I came
1: <laughs> well, I think the first one is definitely like stick to your brand colors. So you've got your colors, you've got your fonts. Just use them on the website. Don't randomly choose different colors to come in that don't match. Don't randomly yes. choose other fonts because it just looks a mess. <laughs> And I've noticed this with brands that I've kind of followed on Instagram and you really get a sense for their brand identity through the Instagram. It's all very aesthetic. And then you go on their website and you're like, this looks like a completely different brand and it hasn't transitioned across at all. And it's just very
0: random and confusing. It also kind of makes you not trust it because you're like, is this the same company or am I being scammed?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. It's not as professional. So just Especially with Squarespace, something I do at the start of every website build is I go into the colors and import the exact text codes, you know, fiddle around, make sure everything's the exact color matches, import the fonts into Squarespace as well. So everything is going to match with your branding.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important. And also, It's kind of the same thing, but also kind of not. But I think sometimes people's social media looks so different because they're using Canva and they've got sidetracked by a template that they think looks better than their own brand when actually it doesn't really match their brand at all.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely right. Like, I've seen that happen quite a lot because you just get so carried away. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we love Canva and it is really fun to have a play around, but just don't go too crazy because often you can get sidetracked and then you've got different colors, you've got different fonts, and it's just very confusing.
0: And actually, if you're not very good at the whole branding thing, you can do exactly the same thing on Canva. You can pay, I think it's £10 a month we pay, and you can import all of your fonts, all of your logos, all of your colors, and they'll be readily available like right at the top of the list for you to amend all your templates.
1: Mm, That's like one of the biggest things when we're building content for people, not to get sidetracked, but. When we're building content for people, we try and use all of the same fonts and all the same colors. And I think the pro version of Canva definitely makes it a lot easier. You can add your own what they called like color palettes and stuff. So you can make sure you're sticking
0: to the same colors every single time. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. That's like the biggest thing I think about design. Yeah. Just generally, like just stay on brand. And I'm the type of person as well that I'll message people that I know, like friends of mine who have businesses, and they will have posted something that's not on brand for them in terms of like the way that it looks. And I'll literally send the photo that they've posted back to them and go, what is this? (laughs) You're so savage. (laughs) I know, so savage. And they're like, oh, I knew you were going to say that. And I'm like, you have heard me say it. Why are you not listening to me? (laughs) Oh, don't worry about me. I know nothing. I literally know nothing. <laughs> it's
1: not exactly like it's my job or anything, but you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally, okay, do what you want. Don't listen to me. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I'm actually really savage like that. Sorry to all my friends.
1: No, it's good. You're keeping your friends in check. I'm yeah. sure deep down they appreciate it. Keep them grounded. <laughs> exactly. I've just thought of another thing that I hate on websites as well that happens quite a lot. Surprising. Like, it's the smallest thing. And I notice it a lot on Wix websites when I go on them. Okay. When people have their social media and they haven't linked it, they've got... Oh, Becky, that was going to be one of mine. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It just irritates me because I'm just like, the amount of times I've done it, it happens a lot, funnily enough, that I've noticed on like beauty websites or like hair salons.
0: Yeah. And
1: I'm on their website and I'm like, oh, I'd love to see their Instagram, see some pictures or something. And I click and then it's like Instagram page not found or something like that. Or it takes me to the Instagram homepage. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. And I'm just like, that's such a wasted opportunity to be getting some followers.
0: Well, it really is. And also, I think in terms of social media, like we all think like, yeah, yeah, it's about selling products. But it's also the first place customers will go. If they found your website on Google, it's the first place they're going to go to get the most up-to-date information about what it is that you're doing. So just to give an example of this is there's a local balloon shop down the road from me. And we're doing another partner in one shoot tomorrow. Woo. (laughs) and it's a Christmas one so I wanted some balloons went on the website website did not give me anything I mean I love this balloon shop so I can't say anything bad about them but I mean their website is just shocking Oh, it looks like it was built like 20 years ago. I'm not even joking. So that didn't give me any sort of indication of the type of balloon that I would want because obviously I can't go into the shop and browse. Mm. So I had to call them up and then browse through their Instagram to sort of explain what it was that I wanted. You know, they have all their up to date sort of balloons on there that they've done for people. So in terms of me looking on their Instagram and going, this is the example of something that I would actually want. And then you can find out the latest information. So for example, with Partner & Wine, you'll go on our website and you'll see that we have a few items out of stock, but then you'll go onto our Instagram and what I posted this morning was that the things that are out of stock will be back in stock on the 7th of December. So it's the type of place where people can go for the most up to date information. And so it is as important as your website, but it's easier for you to update. So it's so important that your social media icons link to your social media.
1: Yeah, and it's so easy to set up. Just make sure you link them all up Before you publish your website, because that is one of the biggest things that I notice.
0: (laughs) So just leading on for this, Mm. this is like the biggest, biggest mistake that I see people making. And this is actually quite a, well, the social media one's important, but this is important for retaining users. And I see people do it with their social media links. So you want to make sure that your social media links open in a new tab. Ah, yes. And this is one of the places that I see this happen a lot. The other places is blogs. If you're linking to an external website, say, for example, you're linking to the Royal Mail where people can track their order, just as an example. If that is opening in the same tab, you've just sent someone away from your website. Yeah, definitely. So they no longer have that open. You want to make sure that any outgoing links that go to social media or for any other reason, a different website, they always, always, always need to open in a new tab.
1: I feel like that's such a small thing that people overlook, but it is so important because it's just keeping your website open and they're more likely to go back onto it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have so many tabs open all the time that i might like, I need to leave that open because I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to buy that later. So I just need to keep that tab open to remind me to do it.
1: Your tabs stress me out
0: so much. Oh my God, I've got so many open currently. <laughs> New tab. Adobe. Gmail. DHL. Gmail. Spreadsheet. Zendesk. YouTube. Shopify. 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 Spreadsheet. Raw mail. Asana. I don't know how you do it. Word. Mailchimp. Shopify. Excel. Top styles. Zero. Apple. Dropbox. DHL. Barclays. Partner. Wine. Oh my goodness! How do you have so many? (laughs) Literally, that's like
1: so overwhelming. I've got two open.
0: Oh, you're so good like that. You you always close them down afterwards. I love that about you.
1: And my homepage, what's it called? The desktop it's got to be yeah. sorted. Otherwise, it's like I've got a million tabs open in my brain. Oh,
0: yeah, that's not what mine looks like. Well, let's not even go there. <laughs> yeah. So I think those are my top tips. I mean, you also want to do website testing. So you want to make sure that your payments are working. People can actually pay you. That your delivery settings are set up correctly, so that you know people want standard or first class shipping or whatever it is that they want order confirmation emails you want to make sure those are looking nice
1: yeah exactly and you can get is it orderly or mail orderly emails yeah
0: that's my favorite shopify app i would recommend that to everyone
1: yeah and it just makes sure that all of your emails are looking on brand and professional
0: yeah. And also the Shopify order notifications are so basic and they have a blue button on them. And if you don't go and change it, your customers will get that. And I can Gross. tell when I bought from a Shopify <laughs> website, that looks actually quite nice. And then you get an order notification. You're like,
1: oh, why? No.
0: <laughs> you spent all that time making it look nice and you haven't updated your order notification emails So yeah, orderly emails. Actually, it's not my favorite app, but it's the most recommended app that I would say. So if you are starting a Shopify website, you need that app. That is the one app that I would suggest you get. Yeah, top tip there. Top tip there. I think we've covered most stuff, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I would also say like before you publish it, yeah. Make sure that you just get one of your friends or something to go through the website and check every page and check all the links because when you're doing it yourself, it's maybe something you won't pick up on, but get yeah. someone else to make sure it all makes sense to you and give you some feedback.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I think links are a really important one, just making sure all your buttons work and that everything's like properly aligned and get feedback. And also when you're getting feedback, don't take it as criticism. Feedback's such an important thing and don't take it offensively. It's necessary. And I think when people give us feedback on websites that we built, they're like, oh, don't take this the wrong way. But, and I'm like, You're literally paying for this website. No, it's your
1: website. It should be exactly the way you want it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to take it the wrong way. Oh my God, I wish I had this video of Woody like chasing a squirrel. This is so funny. (gasps) Oh, he's off. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Woody. So this might be a good time to end the podcast. Yeah, (laughs) before Woody starts crying. (laughs) If anyone has any questions on websites, obviously you can find us on sassydigital.co.uk and you can find us on Instagram at sassydigital, which is where we post lots of tips about websites and marketing and all sorts. And you can find me on at Lucy Hitchcock underscore. But if you've got website questions, probably go sassydigital because we can definitely help you on that front. Yeah, and we'd love to help. We would love to help. <laughs> We're always wanting to help. Despite the fact that I run two businesses now, you know, obviously we always want to help because that's the kind of people that we are exactly so yeah thanks becky for joining me today live from the university of bournemouth which is where (laughs) i
1: also attended yeah i know funny that isn't it but yeah thank you for having me
0: it's been really fun all right thanks becky and yeah i hope everyone enjoyed this episode and any questions let us know Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you found value in that, whether you are looking to launch a product yourself or you're just interested in the process. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and please, please, please leave a review if you enjoyed this episode or you are enjoying the series. It really does mean a lot to have your feedback and to know that you guys are listening and involved. So yeah, please do go and subscribe and make sure you're following me on Instagram. You can follow me at Lucy Hitchcock underscore. You can follow at The Winging Podcast. And if you want digital marketing tips, you can follow at Sassy Digital. And obviously... If I've got any breath left, please go and follow at Partner in Wine UK where as well as posting about all of our latest products and everything that we're launching, I do make sure that we do plenty of behind the scenes so you can see exactly what it is like to run a product-based business and I'll be back next week with another episode.